0: You're done now. what the hell was that taxi cab what do you mean a taxi cab i thought we were flying precisely all right Doug, what's going on
1: huh where are we when are we we're descending toward hill valley california at 4 29 p.m On Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. 2015? You mean we're in the
2: future?
0: This, this is
1: Back to the Future, the podcast. podcast.
0: Presented, Presented by the Brad's show. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, they're going to see some serious shit.
2: Are you telling me that you built a time machine? 1.21 1.20. gigawatts. 1.20. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey! Like this is my thing! Arnie!
0: You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the
2: future!
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast, a very special edition of Back to the Future, the podcast. I'm your friend in time, Brad Gilmore, and today is a very special day. Today is October the 21st, 2015, um, a day that I've looked forward to for a very long time. you know, uh, I, I was born in the 90s. And, um, I didn't have the privilege of living in 1885, 1955 or eight or 1985. Um, but I do have the pleasure of living in 2015 and today is one of those days to where you're like, wow, I can't believe it's finally here. It's the day that Marty and Doc went to the future, um, in back to the future part two, which of course is the, uh, the central focus of this season of back to the future, the podcast. And, um, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. You know, I mean, you think hoverboards, you think hydrators, you think, uh, uh, power lacing shoes, you think, uh, auto fit clothing, you think, you know, the Cubs in the series, the gray sports almanac, all the things in that future Hill Valley. And it's just, um, it's one of those things to wear I'm kind of remembering why I wanted to start this podcast to begin with, just to talk about the love for the series, the love for the trilogy, and um, as long as I can remember, since I was you know six, seven years old, I've seen Back to the Future on television or you know rented it at Blockbuster and fell in love with the series. And um, I always said, you know, hey man, I'm going to be able to live to 2015, and I'm going to see the day that they they went back to the future. They went Back to the Future. I went to the future for the first time. And, um, so it's just kind of a surreal experience to be here today and to, um, really feel it and witness it and, uh, be a part of history, be a part of film history essentially. And, um, I'm very excited. And today we have a special edition of the show. Um, it was actually an episode that we had planned to release on Sunday, but I was like, Hey, there's only going to be one time we're ever going to get to release something on future day. So might as well hold off. So, um, you're going to hear from my other friends in time and about what they feel about this day being future day, and then we'll transition into um, the bulk of our show for today. But um, just before we even do that, and I throw it to anyone else, I throw it to DJ Normy Norm, uh, you know from Ruc- you know Rockefeller Park. Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to all of you who've supported this show and listened to it. You know, I did this show for myself for the first season, and this season's been fun to share with a couple of friends and we're rounding up the second season of the podcast, and I just want to thank people who listen to it. Um, I did it for myself, but it's it's really glad. I'm really glad to have some listeners and, and have some of you reach out to us on Twitter at BGTF the podcast and on Facebook at Back to the Future the podcast and at me at Brad Gilmore and, and reach out to me and talk about this series and talk about why we love it so much and... Very special. Just very, very special um, that y'all have been with us. And I know we promised we're going to uh, give away a um, a Back to the Future flux capacitor charger here on Future Day. And I am a man of my word. So the winner of the Back to the Future flux capacitor charger is on iTunes. His name or her name, I'm assuming a him though, is... Al Clayton, um, with the title of the review, This Is Heavy. So, Al Clay Ten, if you are wi- uh, witnessing, if, <laughs> we all are witnessing history, but if you are listening to the show today, and I hope you are, please send me a direct message on Twitter, at Brad Gilmore, and I'll get your info, and I will send you your flux capacitor, USB charger. But that's all I want to say for me. Right now, I'm going to throw it over to DJ Normie Norm and see what he's got to say. About Future Day.
0: Hey everybody, this is Norm coming to you on October 20th, 2015, which is of course the eve of Future Day, October 21st, 2015, the day in the future slash present slash soon to be past that Marty and Doc first arrived together in 2015. Uh, scheduling conflicts have prevented Brad and David and I from being able to record together. This evening, but we're just taking a few minutes to capture a few of our thoughts and then we're going to package them up for all the pinheads that I'm sure are expecting a podcast to drop tomorrow. And why wouldn't you expect a podcast to drop tomorrow? It is Future Day, one of the the most important days in the Back to the Future uh, lexicon, if you will. Uh, Just taking a minute to reflect on Future Day. Here we are at the 30th anniversary of uh, this amazing trilogy of films. It's just a, a testament how to how wonderfully these films were put together and that people to this day still recognize them, still celebrate them. And, you know, a lot of movies came out in 1985 and we're certainly not getting ready to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Red Sonia, are we? No, we're not. Came out the same day as Back to the Future. A little worthless trivia there for you. Uh... Why I think this movie stands the test of time? Uh, two reasons. Number one, the, the the plot is just rock solid. When you start talking about time travel, making time travel movies, books, it gets really, really easy to start screwing things up. And as much as many of my friends like to point out to me, knowing that I'm kind of the resident Back to the Future buff, there are some, some plot lines here or there that... Uh, are maybe a little empty, there are unanswered questions, but as a whole, the story, as it travels through parts 1, 2, and 3, really, really stands up. Just very, very carefully well plotted, uh, threads that are worked the whole way through all three movies that continue to pay off, obviously the, the hoverboard shows up in Back to the Future 3 at the end of that movie, uh, great deus ex machina. Really interesting. Put a smile on my face the first time I saw it. Still puts a smile on my face to this day. So the the plot, again, rock solid. Great. Well put together. And of course, you can have a good plot, but if you don't have good characters to work through that plot, you don't really have a good movie. And we do have great characters in all three of these movies. Uh, I would argue that the The holy trinity of characters in this movie is Marty, Doc, and Biff. Biff being the main antagonist to Marty and Doc's protagonists. Of course, Biff is replaced in subsequent movies by Griff and Buford, but Clan Tannen always seems to be around to vex Marty and his family and the Doc. And those characters are just great. Great dialogue, some great improvisation from Tom Wilson... Again, the the stuff that's in the final cut of the film, and even the things that are in the deleted scenes, are just really, really well acted, really well put together. And that's just a testament to the strength of that cast. Of course, yeah, you mentioned Leah Thompson, who's in all three movies. Certainly couldn't call her a secondary character. Perhaps a supporting character, but we're just picking nits at this point. So, as... We are here on the eve of Future Day. You may find yourself wondering, what my plans for the day tomorrow include? Well, unfortunately, there aren't any theaters within a reasonable driving distance that's showing any of the three Back to the Future movies, so I will not be seeing any of these in the theater. Uh, That doesn't disappoint me too much, though, because I saw two and three in the theater during its original run, and I have any number of choices for viewing it at my house. I have DVDs, I have Blu-rays, I have digital files. They're everywhere. I can turn around and find something to throw into the TV and I'm watching one of the Back to the Future movies. I will be spending a good portion of the day tomorrow trying to get my very own bottle of Pepsi Perfect. From what I understand they're going to be going on sale tomorrow on Amazon and Walmart.com. I might actually stay up It's about 10.30 now. Might stay up till midnight just to see if they go online. If not, then I will certainly have to go to bed because work calls tomorrow morning. Uh, Hopefully, going to try to get some Pepsi Perfect. Might grab some Pepsi Perfect for Brad and David as well. Worst case scenario, we have some extra bottles which won't be too hard to sell online. I'm pretty confident of that. During my work day tomorrow... I have uh, my MP3 list that features the soundtracks and the scores of all three movies. I'll have that on in my headphones during the day. Seems appropriate. I suspect I'll get uh, a decent volume of traffic to my desk tomorrow because I have all kinds of Back to the Future memorabilia hanging on the walls. People know I'm a big fan, and of course they're going to see it trending on Twitter and Facebook and feel the need probably to stop by, talk to me about it, ask me some questions, so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't looking forward to that. It's always nice to talk to people about Back to the Future, and, you know, most of the world doesn't get as excited about these movies as we do. But tomorrow, it's fair to say that a whole lot more people in the world are going to be as excited about these movies. And that's kind of fun to look forward to. After work, or maybe even over lunch, I might run over to the comic book shop, pick up uh, the first issue of the Back to the Future comic book. Been looking forward to that since the announcement. I believe it was San Diego Comic-Con. It was announced maybe a couple months ago. Of course, one of my favorite subject matters. Really, really strong creative talent attached to this book. I can't see how this isn't going to be something that I'll really, really enjoy. I will probably close out the evening watching Back to the Future Part 2. I'm going to skip right to 2 since you know that is when Future Day occurs. Plus, if I start at 1, I'll end up watching all three. And I'm going to be up late tonight, and I can't be up late tomorrow. Because that kind of stuff just starts to wear on you after a while. And I need to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to go to work Thursday morning, I guess it would be. Uh, I suspect I will listen to Power of Love in the car on my iPhone on the way to work. Also seems appropriate. And then I will probably close the night by spending a little more time with We Don't Need Roads, the book I'm reading by Cassine Gaines right now. Haven't finished it yet, haven't had a ton of free time, but I will find some time tomorrow to spend some time with that book. So those are the plans for me, Norm, in State College, Pennsylvania. I wish all of the listeners a happy future day. Of course, Brad and David, same to you. And look forward to the future when we'll all be recording together again. Happy Future Day, everybody.
2: Hey guys, David G. Mitchell here. Of course, a homage to my hero, Michael J. Fox, aka your favourite time traveller, Marty McFly. And just a few thoughts for me about Future Day. I won't rabbit on too long here, but this to me feels like it has become a pretty big deal. As as I record this, as it's just turned midnight here on the East Coast, it's uh it almost feels like a Christmas Eve. I mean, so many, so many things online from, you know, various social media posts to uh, even posts from the White House I've seen, which are getting involved. This is just a crazy, surreal kind of situation we're in. After the numerous uh, online hoaxes of people hosting, posting I should say, and believing about the fake future day where people photoshopped the time circuits to whatever time of the week it was or whatever day of the week it was, I should say. It's amazing to see that it's actually finally here. Although it is a bit sad considering that this will be the past as of tomorrow. How crazy is that? To think that our little movies have garnered so much mainstream media over the last few weeks, it's astounding. And it actually warms my my little black heart from the uh, Pepsi Perfect lunch, which I hope to snag a bottle of, but probably won't because, you know, supply and demand and eBay, people will put them up for sale for like $300, something crazy like that. To the, uh, to the new Blu-ray set to the new documentary Back in Time to the Cubs in the playoffs the genius and beautiful fun vision of 2015 that the Bobs envisioned is all people can talk about and it's it's absolutely magnificent it's like seeing my imaginary child all grown up and for years and years I was telling people how great they are and now that they're all grown people are finally seeing it, and it's like I'm saying see I told you all along so um my plan's tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Uh, luckily enough, there's a local theatre close by to me that will be showing parts 1, 2 and 3 back to back to back. And uh, part 1 will be starting at 4.29pm properly. Well, not really properly, since that's part 2, but anyway, I won't get too finicky. But being a, a cinephile, it's always a treat to see these on the big screen. But back to back will be amazing. On a magnificent giant screen with fellow pinheads while wearing my... Nike mags and my lenticular hat, and just delighting in the magic that's on screen. And when I get back, hopefully my Blu-ray set should have arrived. And with all the new features, the Fox capacitor box set, the animated series, it's just going to be BTTF overload. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Not to mention the countless other related media and merch coming out, like the comic books, the games. The I think there's a, a new release of Nike Bruins being released. It's just there's so many stuff being released tomorrow i actually can't keep up with it and i don't have enough money for it all even though i would love it all but uh, it's a big day for me and plenty of others out there so i just hope you all enjoy make the most of it and celebrate the movies that we all love and cherish for all time so for now me signing off i will see you all in the future Bye bye
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast, the only podcast on the entire internet, the World Wide Web, the net, if you were born or if you lived in the 1990s when it was called that, the only podcast in the history of the internet looking back in time at the greatest film trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. My name is Brad Gilmore, and I'm always joined by my friends in time. First, Davy Boy Mitch, a.k.a. David G. Mitchell.
2: Great to be back, guys. We can never get enough time talking about our favorite trilogy of all time, Back to the Future.
1: And always on the other end from Penn State, you know he's he's a he is a Steelers fan, and we know that this is Norman Shake Your Tail Feather. Benford.
0: <laughs> well, I'll take that. That's a, a step up from DJ Normy Norm, and uh, once again. Glad to be back on the horn with my two good friends talking Back to the Future.
1: All right, guys. You know this this is something that, that we've talked about offline, and, and and I haven't really even laid it out for y'all. But this is going to be an interesting episode of the show because when I started watching Back to the Future two to get ready for season two of this podcast, I, I started trying to over be overcritical, right? Trying to really analyze, be very analytical, if you will. And I i, I kind of came across a theory, a hypothesis, if you will, about um, about something. And I'm, I'm going to lay it out here. So neither one of you know what I'm about to say. And this is going to be my first time trying to talk, a, talk it out out loud. So pinheads, please bear with me. But before I start, I want to remind you. Future Day is upon us. We are getting closer and closer, and we are going to be giving away a flux capacitor car charger to one of you lucky pinheads here on Back to the Future, the podcast. All you got to do, real simple, very easy, go to where? Go to iTunes. That's right. And I want you to give us five stars, if you would be so kind, on Back to the Future, the podcast, and write us a review. And the best review, of which the three of us will committee about, and we'll figure it out. Whichever one we kind of chuckle at or we find the most entertaining or or the most just um, genuine, um, we're going to pick that person, and they're going to be the lucky person to win this flux capacitor car charger. Official from backtothefuture.com. So shout out to one of you lucky pinheads who are going to win that in the future. But now, here I am. I'm going to run this theory down for you, and I'm going to see if it makes sense, guys. So... Season 2, we're focused on Back to the Future Part 2. It's 2015. Pretty crazy year to be a fan of Back to the Future, like we talked about last week. This is what my hypothesis is. I, Bradley James Gilmore of Houston, Texas, believe that the Marty McFly that existed in 2015, who wore the double tie who uh, is Lord of the Manor and King of the Castle at the McFly House. I believe this man should not exist according to the rules that Back to the Future laid out in its trilogy. Um, first off, I'm going to say this. Um, before we d- dive too much into the rabbit hole, do either one of you, Normie Norm, Norman Shake Your Tail Feather Benford, or Davey Boy Mitch, do either one of y'all know where I'm about to go with this?
2: Mm, to an extent, but we'll, we'll let you uh, let you talk. Okay. I'm not exactly sure where you're going with this,
0: Brad, but right now I'm just going to sit back and uh, do my best i not talk about Old Biff, my favorite topic.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that later. Trust me. Not on this episode, but it's going to be talked about. Trust me. Um, okay, so this is what I think. Um, uh, first off, I'm going to ask a question to the both of you. What day in the first film did... Martin James McFly travel back to 1955. Davey Boy Mitch, tell me what day it was.
2: Mm, October 25th, 1985. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And he went to what day in time?
2: Mm, November 5th, 1955.
1: Correct, correct. Okay. So the Marty that went back to the past in the first movie, we're going to label him Marty. A, for argument's sake, right? So Marty A travels back to 1955, and he occupies 1955 between October 25th and November the 5th, 1955, right? Or right, well, he goes back to November, no, November 12th. 25th. November 12th, you're right, November 12th, 1955. No, yeah, yeah he, yeah, he goes back the 5th, he's there to the 12th, right? He leaves to go back on the 25th. I'm already getting. I, to I
0: defer. I defer to David on all dates.
1: Yeah, Dave, Davey Boy Mitch is is our, is our date guy, um, and you can actually win a date with Davey Boy Mitch on the next episode of Backwoods. Actually-
0: <laughs> no, that's um, actually the the, the runner up prize for the iTunes contest.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to come to Florida. <laughs> Airfare is not provided.
1: Um. Anyway, so. He goes back to the past. Marty A. does, right? He's there from November the 5th to November the 12th. So when he returns, when he's leaving during the famous Hill Valley, Hill Valley lightning storm on November the 12th, 1955, he goes, boom, back to the future, which is where the title of the movie comes from, of course. Now, here's the thing. Does he go back, Normy Norm? Does he go back to the future at the exact same time that he left the future
0: no he does not he goes back 10 minutes early which uh, little odd question or odd decision when he has all the time in the world as he says but he only takes 10 minutes to save his good friend's life but no he gives himself uh, a 10 minute lead time to save doc's life
1: um, one of the best lines in the movie is, what 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 am I thinking about? I got a time machine. I got all the time in the world. Ten minutes ought to do it.
0: <laughs> it's but, fine. Uh, no big deal. Yeah. It'll no be good. NBD.
1: Um, so anyway, so he goes back ten minutes early, and he makes it to Lone Pine Mall um, in the nick of time to see Doc get shot again by the Libyan terrorist, and to see himself now the second Marty, right? Second Marty and sees himself go back to 1955. Am I right so far about everything that I've said?
2: Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. We're with you.
1: So now Marty A, right, is the one who went back to the past. Marty B is the person who returned to the future and saw himself go back into the past. Are we clear? There are two Martys now. What we've seen on screen. Theoretically. Theoretically speaking. There are two Martys. Okay. So this occurs in the wee hours of October the 25th, 1985. Right? 121 a.m. 121 a.m. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Thank you, David.
1: Thank you, David. (laughs) Once again, we're going to give you details on how to win a date with him. So he goes back on, on the day. All right. So he's there. Same day, October 25th. 1985. Now, just hours later, hours later, Marty, while in his driveway talking to the beautiful Claudia Wells portrayed or talking to the beautiful Jennifer Parker portrayed by Claudia Wells, Doc enters his driveway and says, Marty, you've got to come back with me. Back where? Back to the future. Right. And they they get up into the flying DeLorean and they fly into the screen. Um. On the same exact day that Marty has returned to the future, Marty B is who we're now talking about. The reason he's Marty B is because Marty B returned early, so he's the second Marty, and also he now knows about the future, about the past, about where he came from. He, he's aware of all that, right? While he saw Marty A go back to 1955, and Marty A is now experiencing that week in 1955 for the first time, so – Theoretically speaking, Marty A, I know guys, pinheads, and, and my co-hosts, y'all are probably wondering where the hell is he going with this. He's not making any sense. But trust me. Just stick with me. Stick with me. Um, so Marty B instantly gets in the DeLorean and goes with Doc and Jennifer to 2015. So this is where my theory comes into play. Marty A is still in 1955 with 1955 Doc, the counterpart, trying to get back to the future. Marty B is now in the future. So there's no Marty – there's no current Marty McFly in 1985. So Marty McFly, though, is not – since he's not present in 1985, there is no Marty that lives – Those 30 years in which he travels to, right? I mean, theoretically speaking, there's no current Marty in 1985. Marty A is in 1955. Marty B has now traveled to 2015. So, theoretically speaking, Marty B has skipped over 30 years of his existence completely, which haven't happened yet. 30 complete years. And he arrives in 2015 where... The third Marty we've been inter- – uh, the third Marty we have been introduced to appears in a future home of the McFlies as an older man, as a 40-something-year-old man, uh 48 47.
0: Man, 47. You know, right? As the king of his castle.
1: As the king of his castle. My theory is that if Marty B. instantly traveled to the future and skipped over those 30 years, that there should be no future Marty because – There has been no Marty to live from 1985 to 2015 in the current timeline because that Marty, Marty B, has now skipped over those 30 years and landed in 2015. So, therefore, I believe no older Marty should exist at this point given the rules of time travel given to us by Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis. Guys, let them have it. What do you all think?
2: All right. Who's going first? First. Go for it, David. Okay, I see – I don't want to say holes in your theory, but I see certain opinions from me, let's just say. Um, let's go back a bit to the second Marty going back to 1955 who Marty A sees when they're Lone Pine Mall.
1: Okay, Marty, Marty A uh, is, is the guy who goes to 1955. Marty B is the man who has just traveled back from 1985. Just for argument's sake, so we're clear.
2: Okay, well, regardless, the, the second Marty who goes back to 1955, when he comes back to 1985, that is the present day Marty who lives the life of the 30 years. Because when Marty goes into 2015, the second Marty comes back to 1985 and still lives his life. But even if he wasn't, the Marty who the young Marty who goes into 2015, he goes back to 1985 to live his life. So, I don't know where this whole um you shouldn't exist kind of thing is coming from because I think the Marty who goes into the future to fix things eventually returns to 1985 to live his life.
1: Okay. Well, here, here's a hole in that theory though. So, if what you're saying is true, After he leaves 2015 and sees his future, or, you know, and and is around his future self, whatever, whatever, after he leaves and goes back to 1985, right, and lives the rest of his life, giving that to be true, wouldn't then Marty see the Marty, the older Marty of 2015? Wouldn't he be aware of what was happening then? Because that happened in his past, he would know that this is the day that. Younger Jennifer travels to the fu- you know future and runs into old Jennifer. He knows this is the day um that uh that uh, old Biff steals the time machine he knows not to buy the sports almanac then.
2: Yeah, but I don't know, maybe he slips his mind. I don't know. It's- it slips
1: his mind.
2: <laughs> Again, <laughs> you talking about the rabbit hole here, we could go down like multiple theories of Sir, why certain things happen, and this is one of them, I think. But I don't know, man. It's the whole non-existent thing. I don't, I don't buy it. What do Norm. you
1: think? What do you think, Norm? Do you think I have some well, merit?
0: I do, but here, here's kind of my short form answer to to the, the question on the table is that when Marty A returns back to the future he becomes Marty B and there is no a or B at that point. And the other Marty is existing in the past. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about poking holes in my own theory right now. That's
2: what I I want to say too, Norm. Sorry. I,
0: I think Marty A and B just kind of are in this whirlpool where they continue to coexist. And, you know, in theory that whirlpool will never end because it just kind of repeats on itself. But, uh, there there is merit to your thesis but I, now like i said i think marty a becomes marty b who becomes marty a who becomes marty b ad nauseum and it does not impact the future
2: mm. like that's what i wanted to say like when Marty fixes the past with George and Lorraine meeting and stuff like that. When he returns back to 1985, when he sees the other Marty go back to 1955, that that Marty kind of disappears, if that makes sense. And everything is back to normal then. So there's only the one Marty, which is the one who travels to 2015, and then we go from there.
1: See, but see, I think that knowing what we know from Back to the Future Part Two. That argument is incorrect because when Marty B. travels back to 1955, Marty A. is still there doing the same exact things that Marty B. did in the previous film so that we, we – we, they don't coexist. There are two Martys according to the movie's timeline. There are two yeah. Martys.
2: Correct, but the there were still things that needed to be fixed in the universe regarding the almanac and the the alternate universe. Things weren't right; weren't fixed in the universe, and it's only when things were corrected that that other Marty ceased to exist. If you know what I mean. Interesting, interesting, David. I kind of like, kind of like that.
1: Whoa, Norm! You sound a little, (laughs) sound a little buggy over there. Sound like a robot.
2: Johnny Five. <laughs> no, no, it's to feel like we want to leave now.
1: Whoa. Norm, I think you need to hang up and call us back, okay? Um y- your Skype is-, is acting crazy on us right now.
0: I'm sorry, sir. Sorry.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we I think we just got Lord Vader from the Planet Vulcan make a guest appearance on the show.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm okay, hanging up. I'm hanging
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, we're back on the show. I had to throw to a commercial break. I had to do something because Norm, uh, Norman Benford started sounding like uh, a Darth Sith Lord. I started <laughs> having a, a, a crazy psychopathic murderer laugh uh, loop on loop on loop. And then I was inaudible for quite some time, and now I think we figured it out. So if we can, let's, let's restart. Let's try to rekindle this conversational flame that we were on a minute ago about this paradoxical uh, 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 hypothesis I have about how Marty in the future shouldn't exist. So David, you were saying something.
2: Yeah, just to go back in time to what I was saying, um, pretty much – I do see your point and your your theories are valid, but what I was saying was when – Things get fixed, whether it be in the past with with Lorraine and George or whether it be in the future with the Almanac. Those other Martys shouldn't exist and it should be just the one who goes off to live his normal life and a normal existence and live to 2015 to be the older Marty.
1: See, I I just don't know. I'm not sold on it because we know that two Martys can exist at the same time. Um, But I'm just saying who is living those 30 years from 85 to 15? That's just one of the things that I found that, that, that was kind of paradoxical. Is that a word? Am I making that up or is that it actually what it? said?
2: No, that's definitely a word. It okay. is now anyway.
1: It is now anyway. I said it, damn it. Um, here's another thing that I wanted to run by you. And, Norm, I want to get your ideas on this first. Um, when, in the first movie, Marty returns to the future, he wakes up. He's got the 4x4, four four, right? He's got the sight for sore eyes, Jennifer, portrayed by Claudia Wells once again. And, oh, yeah, I echo that one, David. Um, terrible whistle, by the way. Um, when he finally sees that, and then he sees George, you know, he sees Biff as kind of George's Biatch, I mean, uh, properly, you know, to say it the right way, Biatch. And then, um, he sees George and Lorraine, they're very young, they're thin, they're, they're healthy, they're playing tennis. Uh, you know, George, uh, has his novel arrive, you know. When, when that happens, and we see there's a Numic flies, and everything that ha- that Marty did in, in 55 uh, affected what happened in 85. Shouldn't Lorraine and George say, you know what? This kid kind of looks familiar. Doesn't that look like Calvin Klein? <laughs> Am I right, Norm?
0: Uh, short answer to your question, yes. Uh, tangent question, just because you mentioned McFly's earlier. Would you spell McFly's? MCFLYS or FLIES? Something else to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, curious. but uh, you you raise a very valid point that, uh, like, at some point when, you know, Marty was like 13, 14, and he was kind of starting to come into his own and oddly resemble calvin klein that they met years and years and years ago would they not just kind of scratch their head and start thinking hmm what's what's going on here yeah although he did he did mention about uh burning the carpet so i don't know if that lends credence to your theory or uh deflates it i i really don't know this is one of those things that really we could talk and we're not going to but we could talk for hours about this and we would find ourselves talking in circles
1: no, I I think so, but I just there's there's certain things that they just you know I think as far as time travel movies go, I think that Back to the Future does a great job at keeping you know uh, the rules of time travel and they kind of adhere to them. I just think there's a couple of uh and and for the most part they're pretty logical. I just think there's a couple of things that I just find you know I, I take issue with, um, and that's only because I'm, I'm dissecting the film, and you know obviously one you know hey call me marty marty that's a good name you know like they're going to name their future son marty even though we we don't talk about dave mcfly you know uh first there was dave mcfly before there was a marty so obviously the marty name came to them a little bit later hey remember calvin klein who for some reason we called marty we should call our son marty because he's going to look exactly like him one day but i mean david were there any other kind of things that you ever noticed in the films that were kind of like a paradox that didn't make a lot of sense to you that you're trying to make sense out of or anything like that?
2: Um, To be honest, I never really thought about those things too much because if you did, you give yourself a headache, you know, you kind of just, I kind of just went with the flow and and go with the flow of things. You could really pick apart a lot of things. Like if you want to be a naysayer and a negative Nancy, you know, but again, we could talk about this forever for a long time. and, And a lot of alcohol would needed be needed for that. But you know, yeah, I mean, you just gotta go with the flow. It's, as a when you think about it as a whole, it's it's entertainment. That's what it's there to do. You're there to just drift off and you know not think about anything else too hard. You're just there to be entertained, and, and that's that's it. You know,
1: that's that's one way to look at it. You know, I mean, it's definitely entertainment. We're but the, the purpose of this podcast is 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 to kind of air any ideas that we've ever had and try to figure it out. So let me get this. Let me get this general consensus. Um, Are you all saying that my hypothesis is not going to become a theory? This is a a negative. It is not true. There – in fact, there should be a future Marty in 2015.
2: I say it's a very interesting theory, but I have to disagree and I think that there is a future Marty because we've seen him (laughs) pretty much. Norm?
0: I, I like David's answer, uh, ever the diplomat, David Mitchell. But uh, my theory remains, and I'm borrowing something from what David said earlier: that Marty A and B continue to fold in on each other until the universe writes itself and they merge and or disappear. Uh, it's 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 a it's a little karmic. It starts to feel like an episode of Quantum Leap, but. <laughs> But it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess as much sense as this stuff can make.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you there. There's one other thing I want to discuss um, real quick before. Old uh, Biff? Huh? No.
2: Old Biff? Not yet, not yet. <laughs>
1: not yet. But we're going to have to really dive deep into Old Biff here in a future episode. Because that's one thing that I know, Norm, you and I agree on. And David G. Mitchell does not so uh, that way I won't be the on man out on our next conversation. But I do want to say one thing, and I don't think we – we've talked about this off air, and we've never addressed it on the show. And I think right now is a good a time as any because we're a little more lax, a little more free form with this episode. And by the way, guys, we have some amazing episodes coming up for the rest of the season. Of course, we're going to have our introspective retrospective on Back to the Future Part 2 um, Looking at the entire film Talking scene by scene, line by line Well I don't know how in depth we're going to go But we're going to have a conversation about the movie um, All the way through And kind of give our commentaries on it And then also we have some uh, uh, incredible episodes coming up We're going to be talking about Old Biff on a a future episode And we're also going to be talking about the history Of George McFly On a future show as well But right now I want to address this while we have the time Um, Recently uh, a, A few months ago Robert Zemeckis was doing an interview in which they asked him, Would there be any sequels or reboots or, you know, uh, restarts, if you will, of the Back to the Future series? And, and he said, and I quote, Over my dead body. Now, recently, Steven Spielberg, in a completely separate interview, said that he might be open to doing a Back to the Future sequel or reboot in the future uh, with Universal Pictures. So. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts, Uh, Norm, you first, about a potential Back to the Future sequel, prequel, or reboot, whatever you want to call it. Would you be into the idea? Would you hate the idea? Uh, What do you think about Bob Zemeckis? What do you think about Steven Spielberg?
0: Well, I mean, it could go really one of three ways. It could be awesome, it could be terrible, or it could be just middle of the road. And the only way I would want it, would be If It Were Awesome. I don't want middle of the road, Back to the Future 4, and I certainly don't want terrible, Back to the Future 4. If they're going to do it with the original cast, um, they better get cracking, because nobody's getting any younger, which is, which becomes difficult to address in a movie centered around time travel. Uh, as, as far as a reboot, not in favor of that at all as far as a sequel that maybe has cameos from original cast members and kind of a next generation of time travelers I would take a very wait and see approach with that not completely turned off to the idea but extremely skeptical
1: um I want to say uh, real quick you know kind of touching on that last thing you said it's almost Maybe you think something like kind of what they're doing with the Ghostbusters franchise right now, how they've recast. You know, it's, it's, it's all female Ghostbusters, but pretty much every living member of the original cast will be making an appearance in the new movie. Um, but saying but that. Not,
0: not as their original characters.
1: Now, has that been confirmed, though?
0: I, I believe so, although I might be talking out of my hat, I don't think they're portraying their original characters.
1: Now, now I've heard that. And that's what's been rumored. I haven't heard an official uh, statement on that, that they won't be playing their original characters. But, I mean, even if they weren't, you know, essentially it's kind of what you were saying. Um, David G. Mitchell, I want to get your thoughts on a potential sequel, prequel, reboot. What do you think?
2: I just really, really, really hope that something like this happens. I mean, I know studios are strapped for ideas and what seems to be the moneymaker these days are – Reboots, cash ins, and all that jazz, but I just have a feeling it'll be terrible. And, you know, it's. I I really hope to see. If it does happen one day, I hope to not be around for it because I just know the purest in me will hate it. And I'd be happy enough to have a, some sort of sequel or follow up story in the comic books which are coming out You know, at least that leaves the, the trilogy alone you know, the, tri- the tree movies are perfect the way they are there's no need to touch them there's no need to do a sequel or a, a reboot like that it's just if it ain't broke don't fix it pretty much you
1: know I mean for the most part I kind of agree here's my one thing about a, uh, you know, a sequel or a reboot uh, or, or a prequel whatever I mean um, if it's a reboot if it's a sequel here's the thing we always have that original trilogy. So if we hate the new movie, like Norm, you kind of aren't so, so much a fan of the animated series. Um, you know That's fine. You still have the movies. And that's kind of what I feel about a, a potential sequel, a prequel, or, or a reboot, whatever. Another movie being made about Back to the Future is that I'm always going to have those original three movies. And no matter what else they make. Like a lot of Star Wars fans disown the prequels. Uh, because they're like, well, that's not my movie's. The original trilogy, uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi. That Those are my Star Wars films, right? And um, I think there's, there's a certain truth to that. It's like we always are going to have the trilogy. We can always love the trilogy. If they want to make more, I personally won't be interested in seeing it, honestly, just from a personal standpoint. But if they want to make more, go ahead, let them make more, whatever. I still have my original trilogy no matter what. Um, so it's not going to affect me, but I'm with David a little bit on the sense of we got the comic books, we got the game, you have the animated series, whether you like it or not. You know, you have more stories um, about Back to the Future that you can get into. Um, so that's kind of what I feel about that. So, uh, I, I it, uh, go ahead, Norm.
0: It, it's kind of interesting with, uh, and it makes you wonder and speculate with the the muscle that Universal is throwing behind this intellectual property right now. And it's it's I'm gonna say, uh, from my perspective, it's equal parts hope and fear. How long is it going to take for somebody to sit down in a boardroom and say, "Holy shit, there's still money to be made here
1: well there are they've already thought about it they've already thought about it I mean that's I know that for sure it's just I honestly unfortunately think it's just a matter of when and uh, you know where and when at this point um but I'm with David I kinda I just don't I don't want to see it because if Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd are in it, aren't in it, I mean, I don't want to see it. Now, if it's kind of what they've rumored about this Goonies sequel that they've been talking about where the original Goonies are now the parents of a new age of Goonies, maybe. And we're talking a really big maybe, right? Maybe we follow Jules and Vern or something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Um, But I'm not interested right now. But I do want to bring up one more thing before we wrap this up. There's been a fan trailer that's been put out for a fan film that seems to be in production called Back From the Future. Um, I sent you all a YouTube uh, link of this. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out. Um, Either one of you see what I'm talking about, this Back From the Future?
0: I did not, but I can pull it up pretty quickly.
2: Pull it up. Uh, David, did you get to check this out? Uh, unfortunately not. I didn't get a chance to look at it, but uh, like normal, I will pull it up right now.
1: Um, go ahead and pull it up, but I'll kind of give you all the rundown. of uh, It's essentially – and what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it up on my phone and we can play the audio here over the, over the show. But it's essentially a dystopian future in which Doc Brown is doing a uh, voiceover. And kind of uh, – it's a teaser trailer for a this fan film that there's a Kickstarter currently for. So I, I think it's really uh, interesting, and I, I thought it would be something we could probably talk about. But right now I'm going to play you all this teaser trailer from Tesla. Uh, this is from Tesla. This is called Back From the Future. So let me pull this up right now.
0: Last year departed, 2015. All the course of our lives, we have to make choices that define how our future is written. Unfortunately, sometimes we make mistakes. My name is Dr. Hammond Brown, and I am responsible for the invention
2: of time travel
1: There we go. Back <clears throat> from the
2: future. Interesting. What are y'all's thoughts? Norm?
0: Uh, I I don't hate it. It's uh It's certainly well put together. I'll give them that.
1: Yeah, great graphics um what these guys did, but uh I don't know. It seems a little weird, like a dystopian and, and-
0: what are they? What are they planning to do with six thousand dollars?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know.
0: It, that's six thousand dollars for them to uh, to buy a meeting, maybe with the Bobs.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, if I,
0: I can't. I can't criticize their efforts so far because the trailer, like I said, uh, I didn't hate it. It was pretty well done, but I'm not exactly sure where they're going here.
1: It's very dark, um, a little too dark for the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, even you know, part two aside, I mean, this is darker than the darkest parts of part two. Um, yeah,
0: it, it kind it kind of reminded me of the uh, the end of AI, artificial intelligence. That movie with Haley Joel Osment, where he's flying around New York that's completely buried in the sea, and any building that's above the the water level has just been destroyed.
1: Yeah, it's real. It's real. Uh, Michael Bay Transformer-esque is kind of what I kind of get from it. It's interesting. Uh, Fans, uh, you know, pinheads out there, if you haven't seen this, uh, I say go ahead and look at it. And, um, you know, we're kind of just free form on this episode right now, just kind of getting some thoughts out. But, yeah, this back from the future is a pretty interesting thing. And um, I see some people having some disparaging remarks about it online. Um, but I'm, I'd be interested in, in getting in contact with these Tesla guys and, and maybe even getting them on the show in a future episode, kind of talking about where they're trying to go with this back from the future. Um, but it's an interesting concept. And like I said, I don't know who's doing the voiceover, but it sounds just like Christopher Lloyd.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, if, if, uh, I'm looking at the podcast right now and if there's a, there you go. You can throw in ten bucks and, and get updates on the film. So I'll probably do that just to keep abreast with what's going on.
2: Yeah, let's do that. Let's keep very going. very visual, visually interesting look in the teaser. You know?
1: Yeah. What were your kind of thoughts about it, David?
2: Just like it doesn't give you too much info, but I like the uh, I'll past the what uh, was it the Mattel logo, the Cubs logo, the Nike logo, and. Um, yeah, it seems like a, a different, unique kind of take on things, so I'd be interested to see more anyway.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to see more. So we'll, we'll talk more about this on a future uh, episode of the show, um, but I think this back from the future is interesting, but as far as the uh, overall uh, sequel goes, I don't really want to see it. I'm not interested in it, but um, if it, but here's the thing. If Bob and Bob are, are into it, and Chris and Michael are into it, then I might sign on for it. So, uh, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at BTTF The Podcast. Go to BackToTheFuturePod.com to listen to the show, and also BTTF Pod on Facebook to check us out there. Make sure you enter that contest, Pinheads, if you want to win a flux capacitor car charger. All you got to do is go to iTunes, give us five stars, and leave a review. David, Norm, and I will all uh, discuss, and we will pick the guy that we think will be the winner, guy or girl, who will be the winner of this incredible back to the future flux capacitor car charger. So until then, for David G. Mitchell and Norman Benford, I'm Brad Gilmore. We are your friends in time and we will see you in the future.
0: You can trust your car to the system with the star. Check the oil. Check the cladding gear.
2: Still looks fake.
1: Hi, friends. Goldie Wilson III for Wilson Hover Conversion System. You know, when my grandpa was the mayor of Hill Valley, he had to worry about traffic problems. But now you don't have to worry about traffic. I'll hover convert your old road car into a skyway flyer for only thirty-nine, nine
2: 95 so Come on down
1: and see me, Goldie Wilson III, at any one of our twenty-nine convenient locations the brad gilmore show on demand is meant for entertainment purposes only and does not mean to infringe on any copyrights of back to the future its characters, its audio clips or its music hope to see you again in the future